Greetings. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 29 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey and experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. I always want to begin the show by talking about the vision, the mission, and its purpose. I want to establish clarity of content to you, the audience. Vision, to have people see themselves and the world through the lens of legacy design and building. The mission, to introduce people into the world of design and have them emerge as storytellers. And finally, the purpose. There is a perpetual need for leadership that calls us to edify others through enduring relationships. Today's episode will talk, will discuss about how writing or good writing is essential to your legacy building. Begin with a quote from Steve Jobs. He said, quote, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. The storyteller sets the vision, values, and agenda of an entire generation, end quote. Think about that, that Jobs thought of the power of the story to begin with, and the fact is that we need to be storytellers if we want to touch people, influence people. And he talks about the vision, the values, and agenda. And basically, we're talking about culture and how to establish culture, give it to a direction, so it touches not only individuals, but an entire generation. We do tend to think about legacies in terms of perhaps the very far future. We think about it perhaps at the end of someone's life. But the legacy that you're building right now is occurring every day, every moment. That's why it's important for you to understand your impact on those around you, to have that awareness and to be able to take that awareness and give it shape, give it substance, empower it in a direction that you want. The key or keen awareness of what's going on in your life and how it impacts, uh, impacts others. And again, we're talking about generational that the, your, your thoughts, your words, your deeds, what you're doing today, what you're doing at this very moment, how that's going to cascade down the ripple effects, the ramifications for the here and for the here and now, but also much more in the future. And you never know how that will impact people in the future. The second quote is from the French uh, mathematician and philosopher Blaise Pasquel. He said, quote, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter, end quote. Many people have attributed to this to Mark Twain or a version to it, uh, a version of it, but Blaise Pascual was the first to say this. And we talk about storytelling, and there's obviously many forms to storytelling. We think about the orator. We think about perhaps the filmmaker. But the writer is just as important in terms of uh, that place of the storyteller. And perhaps we have gotten away from writing in uh, today's society. Pascal encapsulates good writing that it is the economy of words. And this really ties in neatly with uh, design. Uh, talked about the 10 principles of good design by uh, the German uh, industrial designer Dieter Rams. And this is number 10 of his principles that good design is as little design as possible. Uh, less is better because it concentrates on the essential aspects 
and the products are not burdened with non-essentials. Back to purity, back to simplicity. The thing about good writing is that it takes the discipline, it takes the editing, and it takes that shaping, that elimination of things that will distract the reader. And you really are being respectful and mindful of the reader that you're not going to make them work. You do have something to say. You're going to present it in such a manner that it will flow for the reader. That's the work behind good writing. And the last quote will be from another Frenchman who was a writer and a pioneering aviator, uh, Antoine Duchamp Joubert, who said, quote, perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away, end quote. And that reinforces Pasquale's comment about the distillation of the process as you're working through something, how you're able just to capture its essence and not to have anything extraneous, not to have anything that is just doesn't actually have to absolutely have to be there. Think about our writing, and we tend to gravitate towards work. We all use email for our work, and that's where it could begin in terms of practicing good writing. You think about the email and how we, in our inbox, the sheer volume of emails and how to get noticed because, again, you want to say something. There's something that you want to convey to perhaps an individual or to a group. But how do you get noticed? How does it get the reader to prioritize it and to take the time to actually read it? Well, you do so by making it, again, easier for them. You take the time to craft something. And I know it's difficult because of your work schedule, because of the emails you have to respond to and this ping-ponging back and forth and this avalanche or flurry of emails. However, it's incumbent that you take the time if you're going to ask someone to give of their time in terms of reading. They have a clear, concise subject, so that way they know where the direction is. You're helping them uh, you're helping them in terms of orienting their mind. And say, you know, that, that adage, say what you have to say. Uh, there are certain points that you want to get across and make sure that those points are what are what's in the email. And many times we do get frustrated. We have a tendency perhaps to vent in an email, but I don't think that's very helpful. Again, keep the focus on your audience, the fact that you do want to say something, and then what's the, what you want to say, what's the impact? That you want to move that individual from point A to point B. And what's the dis, you know the shortest distance, be, the shortest point between, or shortest line, or shortest uh, distance between two points is always going to be that straight line. Is your writing a straight line? Does it get to the essence of it, or again, does it take a detour? Does it uh, take people off the path? And again, they're going to get distracted, and it's going to you're going to lose the power of your message. And we may not think about that. But as the writer of an email, you are a storyteller. Going back to Jobs' quote, what's the power of your email? Is it uh, setting forth a vision? Is it conveying a value? And he talks about the agenda. Is that what's the clarity of your purpose? Now, we do have various forms of communications and storytelling. Obviously, in terms of writing, we have the blog, so we could reach, you know, reach audiences that you may not have had the opportunity to reach perhaps 50, 60 years ago. We have videos, 
And of course, now in terms of the uh, oration or the verbal skills is that we have the podcast. But there's something about the written word as we're competing, the bandwidth for all these things in terms of communication. Something about the written word still has a special place for itself. One of the things that I would encourage you to do is to, to uh, if you haven't done so already, start a journal. A journal is very helpful in terms of setting aside time for yourself, setting time for you to practice and hone your writing skills. And it's a nice roadmap in terms of seeing where you've been, where you want to go, and if, how, what the progress you have in terms of that. It's great for a reflection. And here's, here's a, a, a different take on that. Write a journal for someone else. I did this for our eldest son uh, when he was about to be born. I found out that he was going to be born. And I start writing my thoughts as a, you know, a, a new father or new father-to-be. I thought about him and what he meant to my wife and me, what he meant to our family. Then what he was born, what it meant in terms of my growing responsibilities and my growth as, a, as an individual and as a father. Then as he went along certain milestones, when obviously he was too young to remember, I would write down you know, what happened that first birthday or perhaps in that first day of school. All these milestones through my lens as I try to capture it for him so that way he sees that his world composed of so many facets and that hopefully it brought about an enrichment for him as he looked back on his memories. So I did that for, I think, about the first five years of his life. And it was sporadic. It wasn't this voluminous uh, journal. But it was, it was there, and it was enough. Uh, and when he left uh, to go away to college for his, uh, for his Ph.D. program in, in, um, in Texas, I gave it to him, something that, you know, for him to read on his uh, plane ride, his flight there. And... I thought didn't really think much more of it after that. I thought, this is something that I wanted to share with you. This is something that I thought was important in terms of your, your milestones or just chapters in your life. And I wanted you perhaps some, uh, maybe some revelation uh, in terms of what you remember and your events. Didn't really think much of it uh, after I gave it to him. Or I didn't really want expect him to comment one way or the other. And I think it was either the following year, either for Christmas or for Father's Day. Uh, maybe it was for Father's Day. Maybe it was even out of the blue for no no special occasion. I received in the mail that journal back. And there was no note attached to it or anything like that. And I just opened it and thumbed through it. And what he had done uh, for certain uh, entries, he had commented. He had commented, this impacted me this way, or I didn't remember this, or this is how I feel, or thanks for pointing me in this direction. And I was absolutely floored that my son would take the time to read it, uh, somehow uh, take it in, reflect upon it, and then put uh, himself back into it, that connection, that reinforcement. And it was just one of the things that I, I still treasured to this day. And it was very unexpected. But that's the power of the written word, how it touches people and how it could resonate back and forth and to continue. I'm 
writing a journal for, and and that really uh, encouraged me to write, to continue this practice of writing journals for new additions to the family. Uh, Again, I started one for my grandson, who's going to turn one shortly. And it's something about sitting down with pen to paper. And I know you could also do it electronically. Uh, I read somewhere where an individual has done a variation of this, where they are just sending emails to their uh, young child uh, or newborn. And they're doing basically the same thing. And then upon, I guess, the 18th birthday, this individual said that he's going to give his son the password to the email account, and therefore he could read all his entries. So think about that as journaling, uh, the, the aspect of writing, and how it uh, helps you focus, helps you focus in terms of your, your values, your thoughts, uh, your dreams even, and how that you can use that to connect with others. Another aspect of writing that we may uh, not think about is that you think about your uh, thank you notes. And I know for any uh, one who's been married uh, recently and the seems like a very arduous task of writing, you know, a mountain of uh, a mountain of thank you notes. But think about that is that when you are the receiver of a thank you note, a handwritten thank you note in this day and age of uh, emails, texting, instant messaging, all those things to receive something in the mail that's handwritten and for the person to take the time, and it doesn't have to be, again, uh, lengthy, but for them to somehow take the time to be able to capture their gratitude and what your impact was uh, to them in terms of attending the wedding and in terms of uh, bestowing a gift upon them, for them to express that gratitude in a handwritten card and what it means to you, the joy that we get when we see something in the mail and we know it's not going to be junk mail, it's not going to be anything else. It's going to be something that was intended for us. That's uh, something, uh, you know, it really, I think, touches us on a very um, on a very basic level in terms of that connection. Going forward is your writing. Think about it. Think about the power that you have as a storyteller. Think about your story. And I'm going to throw in one more quote. Uh, Writer John Barth, who said, quote, The story of your life is not your life. It's your story, end quote. How are you writing your story figuratively and literally? How are you going to impact others in terms of setting the agenda for a generation? And you are. You might think that you don't have influence. You might think that no one reads or, or whatnot. Don't limit yourself. Realize that you have a worthwhile story to tell and you need to tell it because that will enrich all of us. And I think it's from a professional level, the better that you write, the more people will pay attention to you because you're not making them do extra work. You're not making it um, a chore to read an email. Writing, when you take the time to hone your skills as a writer, it's it's an opportunity for tremendous growth. And we go back to legacy. What is a legacy? Well, a legacy is a message. It's a message that will stand the test of time, 
It'll, it'll be a message that will convey your your thoughts, your values when you're not there. And again, whether you're not there in terms of that you're no longer alive or you're not there because you're you know, somewhere else, but nonetheless, your presence, uh, it still matters. So that messaging, you know, how clear is your messaging? Are you sending mixed signals? Are you kind of circling the drain and not getting to the point? By focusing on your writing skills, you're going to be a better storyteller. And by being a better storyteller, you're going to leave a stronger legacy. Would love for you to write me at my uh, email address, rfong at truenorthshepherding.com to share your comments about the format of the show and in terms of its content. And if the idea of, you know, building your legacy through design, if that intrigues you and you want to move forward to that, I invite you to visit my website and to sign up for a complimentary session on how we can work together. Uh, the website is truenorthshepherding.com. My next episode, I'll talk about volunteering and what it says about your legacy. Until then, please take the time to care and develop your legacy because when you do, we all benefit. Mm -hmm.